This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. In the hunt. We're better than in the hunt. Greetings, loyal listeners. You are listening to The Blowhole on Finsider Radio. This week, you have the absolutely delightful pleasure of listening to I, James Radio, and my trusty sidekick. I can say that because I beat him in fantasy football, both fantasy camp and actual fantasy football this past week. Robcast, as we celebrate your Miami Dolphins making the necessary adjustments to defeat a feisty or dirty Cincinnati Bengals team. Dirty. Have you purchased your Brian Flores jersey yet, Rob? Ah. I'm in the market for a Jason Sanders jersey myself. I'm getting a, fl- a, a flow tattoo on my face of his face. I don't think I've ever <laughs> – I've definitely never – I don't think I've seen a coach – I guess – I guess there's been some altercations with coaches and players before, but I don't, I don't recall <laughs> a coach needing to be restrained and also like a coach that could actually probably win a fight against a, a, <laughs> an actual NFL player. So that, that was, that was kind of, kind of great to see. It was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was, uh, that, that game, that game was weird. Let's talk about that game. It was, it really was. I had a, we were both confident going in that the Dolphins would handle them. And, and I think ultimately at the end of the day, they did. It just was, it was a, a sluggish start for the offense. And then the defense, they didn't, I've kind of noticed this and maybe, maybe I'm imagining things. Maybe you can validate that I'm either crazy or I'm not crazy here. The defense is a little slow to start in games. It seems like, it seems like teams move down the field on them the first first drive or two and then they kind of just slammed the door so um we had been great about not allowing the first drive to score i think the jets were the first one to score on our first drive in a long time right but but it does seem like at the beginning of the games they're a little more susceptible no i completely agree but it's what i always attributed to that this defense is made to play with a lead. So until we have a lead, when when teams can run and play action and we have to defend both, we're not as good. So I think that's why the defense is not as good in the beginning. Now, I mean, that game was a shutout. It was a fluke, one fluke play. I mean, yes, I mean, they got it. It's, it counts. But, I mean, that was like... Well, they were winning the entire first half. I think that I, at least the this Bengals team, they had no Joe Mixon. Their offensive line isn't great. They had no real threat of a passing game. So we did a good job stopping. The, the running game was never really going to be an issue for us. We they, they had no semblance of a running game at all right. um, on Sunday. So I, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying because the Broncos, conversely, um, you know, were able to run all over us, and the Patriots as well uh, also ran all over us. There's been other times this year against pretty good running teams where we looked pretty good, though, I, I feel like. So it's it's interesting to see, like, Maybe it's scheme. Maybe it's guys getting caught out of position. Um, but again, but yeah, remember just, uh, the interesting. two of the better running teams we've played was like the the Rams and the 49ers, and we got the early leads, right? The defense, we got the you know we jump out to those early leads because I also think the pass defense 
right now as it is, we don't, you know, with four, we don't really get a good rush. So it has to be, it's one, and we're, I don't think they're blitzing early, right? I think they're trying to see what they can do more with the base defenses, especially when it's not obvious, unless it's an obvious, you know, third and long, then they can go amoeba or, or bring a blitz or do something to generate pressure. But when it's, when they're throwing on second and six, we're not getting any, we're not getting a lot of pressure and that, and that's when they're, you know, they're being more, more successful against us. Yeah. And I've seen, I've seen Byron Jones taking a lot of heat, uh, just in the press and, and kind of online, um, of late, uh, you know, he, wasn't great he hasn't you know he wasn't great in the jets game um he has, does he have an interception they don't really throw at him much. they don't but- throw at him that's the thing like oh, half of x's like xavier obviously is great but he's been, lot, no but, he's clearly benefiting from jones on the other side yeah is what i was getting and, at and but. that's that like you can't you can't put a price tag on that that's it's almost like when you had a guy like sue or something like eating up all the blocks and other guys are getting the sacks like they're not throwing to him unless i mean in early on he had a couple bad coverages or whatever you know before the defense was in sync fine i'm not saying he hasn't been I'm well you saw what the defense perfect. looked like when he wasn't in there that was that's the, true. the bills game yeah, and we the seahawks game where yeah, yeah, we were getting torched. So, um, I don't so, understand yeah. why with with how many with how Xavier's playing. I don't understand why they don't try to go at Jones more. But they don't. Maybe they're just not open. Maybe maybe X has that thing where he he fools them or the guy. You know, he's able to make up the ground and 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 you know and and you know, make the pick. You know, fool the quarterback into making the throw and then getting the pick or something. I don't know. He's definitely done that. Like, I mean, he's definitely done that a, a few, a couple times this year. Um, like where he's where he's fooled the quarterback and you know jumped in front of a pass. Um, he did it in the end zone uh, against the Seahawks early on in the season, and he, he also had a nice one against uh, Herbert in the Chargers game. Those are the two that come to mind. Where oh, he, I did you know, remember he the quarterback and and just you know made a jump on the ball. I did remember Jones's one interception that was a touchdown for the other team. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, I uh, I do remember. That's what I, I feel like they're like when he when Jones has been targeted, um, you know, not uh, obviously he's not targeted often because he's his coverage is so well. But I feel like when they when they do target him, it does seem like uh, he seems a little more susceptible to mistakes. But I'm not complaining. I'm very, very happy with uh, with the two of them there. And I, I hope that we have the two of them in those positions for a very long time. I've been very outspoken. I I know people, you know, there were like the online rumors, especially early on when the defense wasn't playing well. They were like, oh, maybe trade, you know, one of these guys or because of the cap number. I'm like, this defense is built on having two shutdown corners. You have to have it. You can't. Right. Like this defense doesn't work without it. Like that's the reason why they signed uh, Howard to the big deal and then signed Jones to the big deal that we need it. Yeah, and it's not necessarily unexpected. I think we've been kind of seeing it and calling it out over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Nick Needham is is quite <laughs> quite good at playing uh, slot corner. Like I don't, I can go the rest of the season without ever seeing uh, Igbenogany on the field again uh, in that role. To be honest, uh, Needham is is has has really really shown. I feel like the defense looks next level with him uh, with him in there in, in the slot. Like I think that just strengthens the secondary that much. I mean he's. Uh, if they throw at him, it's, it's either, you know, it's picked or he's knocking it away. He's he's in the receiver's back pockets all the time. Like, he looks just amazing out there. Yeah, the, the secondaries, the secondaries, there's really no complaints. Now, as far as Igbenogany, he actually hadn't been in on a defensive snap in two games until the until this week because of the... the Correct, you know. he was forced into action after Xavier Howard but was ejected. on special teams, is there a guy you want to pick up a fumble when you're when there's a cheap shot on your on Jakeem Grant more than Igbenogany? I think he picked, <laughs> he scooped up both of those balls. Yeah, so we did... There were some things that we saw in the second half with the uh, the rookies that were... Um, or I'm sorry, in the first half that were uh, with the rookies. So um, Igbenogany comes onto the field after Howard. So let's, let's start there. Howard was ejected um, for... They said he threw a punch. I mean, he pushed... He might have. Like he pushed him, but his hand slips up into the face. I thought it was weak. Not that... I thought it was borderline weak that, you know, they, they've, I've seen those called from the angles on the replay. I thought it was pretty weak and didn't really warrant a suspension. 
Yeah, and it was it was odd because it like it just it seemed like the the refs were trying to get out in front of maybe they were noticing things about it being chippy and they were trying to to stop it from happening but it you know clearly the game got out of out of hand for them in the in the second half but so Howard comes out um and I don't Eric Rowe came out briefly for a, for a little while in the first half as well so we got to see both Igbenogany and Brandon Jones who were the you know our higher uh some some higher picks that are rookies that that you know that are coming in from the secondary Jones is a safety and uh Igbenogany obviously a corner um Igbenogany had to play the rest of the game and and you know wasn't wasn't really exploited I mean this again this is the Bengals they lost Taj Boyd on that play as well so you know it's a trade you're, you're basically losing arguably your best receiver against our best corner um it did kind of, it changed the game. Uh, you know, the, the, the Bengals ended up getting, you know, losing 15 yards after that play and subsequently, which by uh, the way, I don't understand. I don't understand that. Even dummy James Lofton didn't understand that, but I had to once agree with him. How do they both, how do you get the offsetting both ejected and only one of them gets a penalty? So were you listening to the, to the game or not? I was. Uh, obviously it was, if you heard James Lofton being confused about it, but they, they explained it pretty clearly. So the ref obviously didn't, the ref was not the one who ejected Howard right away. Oh, he was, was ejected because New York called and told them to eject him. But, the, but so, they, they can't make the, pe- they can't make the, penalty no, you can't, New York that? can't call uh, okay. a penalty. So the, because you. the ref didn't call the penalty on him, they, they can't go back and then call the penalty. That that's makes that's sense. not how it works. They, they explained that pretty clearly. And that makes sense. Yes. So, so, oh God, I'm as so dumb as why. James so, Lofton. Uh, you and James Lofton can go enjoy your, your oh, early bird special James tomorrow, Lofton. wherever you guys are going to have dinner. He's so terrible. Talk talk about the old times or the old days or whatever. Um, He's so bad. Anyway, <laughs> do, do I get my rant? So that was a that was a huge moment in the game. That that is kind of where the I I, I don't want to say the momentum switched because I feel like one way or another, even it had the Bengals made it and we you know going a half down. 10 to three or 10 to six. I still feel like the, the adjustments were coming and the dolphins were a totally different team in the second half, but it was nice to get that momentum going into the second half where the, the Bengals missed the field goal dolphins turn around, get down the field and they get, they get three points going into half. So they're only down one um, and getting the ball. Yeah. And then getting the ball back. And then um, that pass to grant the, uh, the, the oh. 90 yard bomb when Ooh. like, was that in the second half or the first half? I can't remember. I think it was in the first half. Was it? I I think. I don't remember. We were still losing, and, and we scored in the second half. We scored the first. We led the whole second half. We scored on that first drive. And led, right. I just can't, so. I can't remember if like if that was if we ended up scoring on that drive because like no, that's no, no, no. basically what I'm getting at it, is it wasn't that drive two, because we it, we he, we had the ball on like the five so that would we wouldn't that wouldn't have happened to start the well I feel like no half. I feel like Tua did lead I think it was that drive I think he led a very long drive in spite of the drop I know but that drop happened from our five yard line and that would that would, that we didn't start the second half at our five yard line. No, I don't think it was on the first drive of the second. Either way, whatever. Anyway, um, that pass. I mean, it was <laughs> it was perfect. It, I mean, it, it he should have caught it. It was it was a little. It, you know, it was on the fingertips. It was. It would have been a great catch. And I think he Dude, was stumbling it hit him in the hands in stride. It, it should, <laughs> like, he should have. On, I think he might. He, he might have gotten tackled if he caught it. But it would have been amazing. Just, but just my only me. my only complaint on that is that it was not a tight spiral. It was a little wobbly, little, but it was yeah. bright on the money. But it, but throwing deep, I'm like, you have to. You know, no one's going to. No one's going to respect it if you don't do it. Even if you don't. Loved, I loved the call. Love, yeah, absolutely. like abs- absolutely love the call. Um. So whether or not that was in the first half or the second half, the, the team, the Dolphins offense looked completely different in the second half. They do. They march down um, and get a touchdown right out, right out of the gate. Well, and no huddle. Um, and what, uh, what was that? We went no huddle too. went to the hurry up. That made a big Correct. difference. Yeah. Yeah. Great adjustment. Um, you know, and then uh, and, and Tua started seeing he looked like he was seeing the field a little bit better, um, you know, started throwing the ball to Jacecki. Um, I feel like he was throwing the ball to him a little bit in the first half as well. Um, but it was, you know, just, just great to see like Gusecki again with just a phenomenal one-handed catch down there in the red zone over the middle. That's, oh, that's that two this great. year that he's made like that. I think this one was even better than the first one. So the, um, the one thing was funny because right. We were saying about the Denver game, like how Tua wasn't throwing to the guys who were open, who were single covered, you know, we're like, right. And this, and he obviously was doing it. He was throwing, he doesn't, yet 
does not throw as good of a back shoulder ball as Fitzpatrick. I mean, he no. like even the touchdown, like some of those that that were caught were like tough. You know, they were tougher to for them to grab. But he was throwing them, and for the most part, we were getting them. So, yeah, I, I think so. I, I really liked. Um, he did have that that uh, the nice play where he scrambled out of pressure, and uh, and what a what a route by Gaskins. What, yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, obviously that wasn't the route, but you know what a just no, a heads adjustment. up play by by Gaskin to, to to get open and stay with the play and stay with his quarterback. It wasn't just um, getting just open. Got- he he saw Tua rolling out, so he changed direction. Also ran towards the left sideline, yeah. and then when he saw the coverage, ran down the field where into the into the space. It was it was it was a it was it was a it was a great move for a great receiver move. Yeah, you love to see that. I mean, just love to see that. And Gaskin, um, I know. I, I, throughout the year, I've kind of said I, I'd wanted to see more of Brita and, and, you know, to see if he can. And I part of me still does want to see more. Obviously, Brita wasn't available in this game. Um, but, you know, I, I still would like to see more of him. I do feel like he's more explosive. But Gaskin is a he is a, a good NFL player. Like I, I well, like not him. Ha- I don't... After not having him for a few weeks and then having yeah. him back. Yeah. Now, I'd like to see them get Brita the ball in space. Correct. But for running between the tackles. I it, just Gaskins and Ahmed for me would still be nice to see them get like a like a true number one running back and have Gaskins kind of be that you know that second guy. Um, but I yeah Gaskin he he looked he looked good he did have the fumble late. Um, you know you hate to it see was, that it, it was a great seems to be punch. contagious right now. It was a great punch. It, uh, it was, but I mean, but still, but yeah, like, you don't you, want to see it. That was a been a yeah, that was, his, was his longest run of the season. You know you'd like to yeah. see him finish it off. Um, Either way, um, a great game from him. Uh, you know, it, it, the, the offense does look different with him in there. Um, you know, the offensive line, I thought, played very well. We did lose Eric Flowers, um, but there was, you know, there's, there's, this is a different team. So you lose Eric Flowers and then you're able to put Jesse Davis in there. Like, yes, please. Jesse Davis was far and away our best offensive lineman last year. And now he's our, you know, <laughs> he's our, he's, he, our, our backup, like he can come in to, to fill in for, for anybody. And then also our, our second best offensive lineman last year uh, was Michael Dieter. And, you know, he's, you know, he's right behind them. So if they lose another guy, it's nice to there's depth, they're young, they're only going to get better. Um, you know, liked seeing the offensive line again, it was the Bengals. They're terrible, um, but still just a, a solid all around performance from the offense in the second half. Um, and then the defense was just dominating after that, you know, after that blown coverage by, uh, uh, by Jones, uh, you know, he took a, he had a bad angle, uh, gave up too much cushion and then tried uh, to cut underneath you know, when he should have Brandon went. Jones and Byron Jones both got, got picked with the same block because Byron Jones took a, a bad angle at the wide receiver. I mean, we're, um, but we're after that one play, defense, they, he, he I don't tr- think anything else happened. They had six sacks for the game. I think he was um, trying to, to, to catch him before the, it was like a third and two. And like the only way to catch him before the first down was to run straight at him. But obviously, you know, you don't want to give up the 75 yard touchdown. So run around the guy, let him get the first down and stop him with a four yard game it would have yeah. been better. Yeah. It was just a, yeah, not, not a good look for, for either of the Joneses, but uh, Hey, those things happen sometimes. It was the only mistake the defense made that I can remember, uh, you know, that I saw. Um, and then just, you know, at the, at the end of the game, the Bengals got frustrated. They started uh, whoever that, I think it was Steve Thomas, uh, or Mike Thomas, I don't remember his name, number 80 for the Bengals, just uh, started taking cheap shots on Jakeem Grant during punt returns. The second one obviously sparked the uh, uh, the larger of the, well, the, the fracases. So let, let's and, talk uh, about the first one was, I, I mean, I'm fine with it being called a penalty. That one was closer to not, that one didn't feel like a cheap shot. Like, you know, they called it because eh, of the helmet or it whatever. It was a penalty. I like, right. It, you could, you could make the argument that that wasn't in, like, he wasn't intentionally doing yeah, that. He, the second one was the second one egregious. was, was what he should have been. I can't believe he wasn't ejected for hitting a guy. Actually, he would have been if he, if there was any head involved. Right. But because it was shoulder into stomach, that's why he wasn't ejected. Cause it wasn't, you know, like it was a, yeah, I don't know how he penalty. got to stay in the game, honestly. And then we lose, we actually lose two receivers at that point. And there was still, a quarter left to play. So I was, I was a little concerned about the offense, but the offense didn't really miss a beat. They, I mean, it's not like they scored a ton of points, but they were still moving, moving down the field. We know what this team does with a lead with a lot, with a 
double digit lead in the in the in the fourth quarter. They run right. they run the ball, they throw on third down, they move the chains, they eat the clock. And I mean that's what they and that you know, that's it. Yeah. And they did it effectively. I was concerned about their ability to do those to, to even do that without any real threats at wide receiver. Lynn Bowden showed up, uh yeah, know, had a nice game as well. Uh wanted to to call that out. Uh, I think he had four catches or three catches and a nice run. Uh, you know, would so maybe maybe he's the one that's that's going to be you know more of the gadget type of player, but um, but yeah, I loved seeing that. Um, would still like to see Callaway get on the field a little bit more. I don't I, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think I'm just going to continue to mention it every week. Uh, by the way, we have Antonio Callaway on the team. Um, oh, you know who's but, you know who's going to see significant snaps before Antonio Callaway? Isaiah Ford. Correct. <laughs> yes, who is back? Um, uh, he was signed this week to the practice squad. Uh, hopefully he'll be able to share that Patriots uh, playbook with us and we'll be able to scheme a little bit better than we did the first time. we. Played oh, yeah, that, that playbook. I can share them the playbook with him. Here's a picture of Cam running at Cam throwing an incompletion and then them running the ball every other play. Yeah, that sounds about right. So um, actually, though, do you know? I mean, it was like a conditional six round pick. I'm, I'm assuming like, do we still get something? For that trade, how does that work? I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was conditional sixth round, but no matter what, it's a seventh rounder. Um, I thought it was a seventh rounder that could become a sixth rounder. So, so we still should get a seventh rounder for renting them, renting the Patriots Isaiah Ford, who never played. I believe so, but I'll I guess we'll it. find out. We can uh, we can do a little bit of research there. Um, all right, that brings us to the end of our first segment. When we come back, we'll do our uh, preview for Dolphins Chiefs, and oh, then our game uh, of the year, and we haven't even talked about it. Woo! I know, I know. So we'll we'll preview Dolphins Chiefs, and then we'll go around the league for Pick'em. So stay tuned. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament tonight. We'll break down. We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And we're back. All right. So before we get into uh, NFL Pick'em, I do want to uh, preview the biggest game of the year for the Miami Dolphins. So we're now 8-4 going into the last quadrant of the season. I guess we... Uh, <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll hold off on the statistical forecasting for now. What? But eight and four. Eight and four. Our final that's four. A real, that's a real record. That's yes. like when you're talking about like good teams. You're like, they're eight and four. And you're like, yeah, that's because they're a good team. It, what kills me still is that Broncos game. Had we not blown that Broncos game, we'd be nine and three. And we'd also have... Um, but you know what? Uh, but... I mean, we said this before the Broncos games, like teams lose to lesser teams, right? The Chiefs should be undefeated. Like, it's just, it happens. Like, we shouldn't beat the Chiefs, but yet we might beat the Chiefs. So, it happens. And, yeah. We I, are seven-point underdogs at home. The Chiefs are 11-1, and one, reigning NFL champions. They have the scariest offense the in the NFL and probably the best offense the NFL has seen in uh, quite some time. They have the reigning MVP, Patrick Mahomes, who is also playing lights out. Um, they have a good offensive line. They have a strong running game. Actually, and their running have, game isn't that strong. It's been bad. Well, I mean, they have good running back. I mean, Le'Veon Bell and, and but uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire are 
the reason good. this team is not blowing people out every week is because they're not they're not great at running the ball. Like I mean, it does. That's fair. It's like I mean, you have Kelsey and and Tyreek Hill, and nothing else matter. And Mahomes, nothing else really matters. I mean, they 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 can just they move. They have the ball Watkins back. He's a good number two receiver. Um, Hardman's him. also a guy that can burn you as well um, from the you know on the wide receiver side. Robinson and um, Pringle end up with more tar- more touches than than Hardman. I don't know why, but they. They do. And that, I was going to mention them as well. Like those are, those are good receivers as well. Um, yeah. They, I mean, they have a litany of weapons. I don't, I think, you know, from a, from a running game perspective, I mean, it's a pass first team, obviously with those weapons. I just think that that's, you know, they, they have the ability to, you know, be an okay or to, you know, good running team, but I mean, they, they just, they don't have to. So like, they don't. And I only know this as a, as a, as someone who was heavily invested in Clyde Edwards Alaire in fantasy, they, they cannot run in the red zone. They they can run from the twenty between the twenties. They've been terrible at running the ball in. It doesn't really you don't notice it from the outside because they still score anyway, and they'll score from outside the red zone and they'll score from everywhere. But their 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 run game is a weakness for if you if there was a weakness, right? It's the weakest point on their sure, on their that's offense. fair. But they they also now do have Le'Veon Bell, who's a, a pretty solid. He has back not been good this year. I mean, I've watched him. He's not he's not been good. We shall see. We'll get a we'll get an up close look at them this weekend. Um, so I think our our defense actually matches up. Like if we're going to like if a defense is going to match up with them, uh, you know. I don't think there is one that that necessarily does. Um, but the Patriots, you know, when they played them earlier in the year, you know, they seem to struggle with the Patriots defense. Um, I, I would argue that our defense is actually better than what the Patriots have. Um, so, and we can cover our secondary is, is our strength. So they do, they do play into our strength. If we can get some, some blitzes up front and get some pressure on Mahomes, um, you know, keep him from scrambling. Cause he's, he does have, he's sneaky when it comes to, uh, you know, to mobility, um, so that's, you know, if we can, if we can force some mistakes, he doesn't throw interceptions very often. Um, but that's, you know, they are playing into our strengths sort of, I don't feel very good about this game. Um, their defense isn't, it's not a strong defense, but they, you know, when they're like our defense, if they're playing with a lead, uh, they're, they're pretty tough to beat. Um, I, my prediction for Sunday is going to be, Chiefs thirty four, Dolphins twenty four. I, I think it's uh, I think it's a little closer for most of the game, and then uh, just kind of gets away from us at the end. Uh, Dolphins twenty, Chiefs nineteen. What? <laughs> it's going to be a weird one. It's going to be right. a weird one. Are we going to win? Is it a last second Sanders field goal? Uh. It's either that or we're going to stop the two-point conversion to keep them from going into overtime. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So, so there's one thing about this, the Chiefs. Actually, there were two things, but I can only think of them one thing. So the sh- – oh, because we were talking about like eight and four is a good team. This stress of going into these games we're supposed to win – I have it's something I have to get used to. I am not used to it, and I do not like the pressure I feel before a game with the Bengals or the Chiefs. I am actually going to relish a game we're not supposed to win because I, I had years of it where you're just like, remember how yeah, fun last year was? <laughs> but remember how fun last year was where you're like, ah, we're not going to win, and then they they do something crazy, and you're like, woo! It was so yeah. stressful. Having supposed to win. And the fact that we're only... That was the other thing I want to remember. Do you realize last week, the Chiefs, who, who they, they almost... They like they had a tough... Who they play? They almost lost. Or it was closer than it should have been. It was closer than it should have been. I don't recall... Oh, wasn't it... Uh... Was it Denver? Yeah, Denver. That's okay. right. Yes. Sunday night football. Do you realize they people were call, saying that happened because Denver was a trap game because they're looking ahead to Miami. <laughs> this is insane. I am not that ready for this. Yeah, I, and I know. And I... a seven point favorite. 
against the best. We're seven point underdog against the best team in the league. That would mean on a neutral field it would be ten. Not, yes. Well, this year's yep. weird. Home field doesn't really mean anything, but yeah, well, I, I know. I, I hear what you're saying. But uh, that's just I'm. It's crazy. I, Yes, it's it's going to be a great measuring stick for this team. It does bring up the this is the hardest part of our schedule. Goes Chiefs, uh, then Patriots at home. So Chiefs and Patriots at home, then on the road for Vegas on that Saturday after Christmas uh, at night, and then the uh, we finish the season in Buffalo. Um, I think everything from zero and four to four and zero is on the table. Uh, and we for this, for and this, we have to these. win two of these four to make the playoffs. To, Agreed. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, we we have to win two to get into the playoffs, and that's like um, a seventy five percent chance. Like, to, yeah. you know, I think obviously the Raiders probably looks like the most winnable on paper. Um, you know, I I think I I think that's one that we win. I think they can win, but like I said, if they go four and zero in this in these last four, it wouldn't I wouldn't be completely shocked. Um, but I I feel like it's all on the table. Like it's just like as well as this team has played. Um, I I think two and two is reasonable and i think that probably gets us into the playoffs yeah two and two should unless like a whole bunch of stuff the this the the scary thing is the ravens schedule is super easy and if we do lose to the chiefs which is obviously you know expected then we're tied with them and and they actually i was looking at one of the sites the ravens have like a 0.1 percent better chance to make the playoffs than we do we're actually projected by some computer model as you know as the eight missing out by like a hair to the raven so winning this game you know it's not just holy crap we we knocked off the the chiefs it would put us in a ridiculous position for the playoffs and the and possibly the division right because if we lose this i mean we'll talk about it coming up but the the bills have a really tough game against the steelers so if we lose and they win, the division's off the table. If we can sneak out a win and they lose, now all of a sudden, you know, you know, it, the division is quite possible. So the Patriots game scares me just because of what the Patriots have been doing lately somehow. I don't know why, and I hate it. Um, they just will not die. They just won't. I just, they're, they're not good. Like, they're, like, it's not a, it's just, it's, Purely Ooh, coaching is and a good just, coach. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just, uh, it just drives me insane, but if we can win the Patriots game and the, the Raiders game and then go in to, uh, Buffalo. to Buffalo at 10 and five, uh, for that last game of the season, Buffalo might have it all wrapped up. They might be able to sit everybody out. So, you know, maybe, you know, maybe we, maybe we do get to 11. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Crazy. All right. So, Let's take a look at the games for this week. Uh, Thursday night football, New England Patriots, who we just mentioned, plus five, playing the Los Angeles Rams in Los Angeles. The Patriots were just in that stadium last week where they destroyed the Chargers, 45 to nothing. I like the Patriots to win. I, uh, I, yeah, I can't. I think the Rams are better. I think the Rams should win this game, but the memory of what... The Patriots did to the Rams in the Super Bowl, even though it was now what two or however many years ago. But, Teams are very similar, but and the fact that that defense that that shut down the Rams, we ran it and it shut down the Rams quite successfully. I imagine I wouldn't be surprised if this is a. It's another ten seven game, so I feel like it's going to be super low scoring. Um, the line is high though with the five points. I think it's going to be close. But it's ugly, and I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not betting against you on that one. I'm not. Am Fair I? enough. Arizona Cardinals favored by two and a half, Ugh. going into the Meadowlands to face the New York Giants. Uh, I like the Cardinals. The Giants are feisty and on fire right now, though. Their defense has been doing it for them. The defense has been good. Wayne Gallman's been playing well, and I don't know if it'll be a hobbly, uh, you know, a. a, a if Daniel Jones may actually come back, but I mean, I don't know how much that matters at this point. They seem to play just as fine without him, even though I think he's better than, is it Colt McCoy? He's definitely better than Colt McCoy. Yes. Um, so yeah, you like the Cardinals as well. Yep. 
Dallas Cowboys at Cincinnati Bengals. Boy, uh, I don't even want to. Cowboys not favored by three and a half. I can guess we, I like the Cowboys. Can we just skip it? What a garbage game. Next, Denver Broncos, another one, plus three and a half at the Carolina Panthers. I guess this is slightly more interesting. These teams have a little bit more going for them. I like the Panthers at home to win this. I like the Panthers coming off a bye. Um, but who knows? Broncos are weird. Boy, a lot of barn burners this week. The Houston Texans favored by a point and a half at the Chicago Bears. The five and one Chicago five Bears? And one. <laughs> They're so bad. Oh, my God. Uh, I Please, Chicago, win, but I won't bet on you at all. I hope Chicago wins, but I like Houston, unfortunately. Um, although Houston's got some players out. That is true. Uh, Fuller is uh, – their wide receiver Fuller is gone Fuller for sus- the rest of the year. Suspended right? PEDs on, on and his – And then uh, one of their corners as well, I believe, is out for PEDs. So oh, really? I didn't them. see that. Um, all right. A lot Kansas of extra Chiefs, vitamins in that. the water in Houston, it seems. Yep. Minnesota Vikings getting six and a half at Tampa. I like Tampa to win here. I, they probably will, but you know what? Six and a half. I'm going to take the Vikings. I don't know what to make that. The Bucks will either win by 14 or they'll lose the game. I, you never you just have no idea. Yeah, it's getting dangerous for them right now. I mean, Minnesota's six and six and Tampa Bay seven and five. So, the, and this game has playoff implications. Doesn't look like Tampa Bay is going to catch New Orleans for that division. So, if Tampa Bay is going to get into the playoffs, it's going to be through the wild card. And Minnesota is one of those teams that's vying for the last spot. So, yeah, this is a so here. Let me ask you a question. This might be a this might be one of those things where both teams are very happy with the trade, but the the if you watched the Justin Jefferson at all, the highlights or watching any Vikings games? Oh yeah, I have actually. He looks fantastic. He was taken with the pick that was for Diggs, right? For Diggs, yeah. so it was pretty much Buffalo could have just taken Justin Jefferson. Now Diggs is more of the veteran, and they're probably happy with that. I, would, I think both teams are ecstatic. They're both, they're teams both are ecstatic. good wide receivers. I would much rather have Jefferson on a rookie deal than Diggs on the the on the you know on hit the deal. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But I don't I don't think Buffalo's I don't think Buffalo's upset about any of that. I don't either. But Jeff, Jefferson has a chance to be super special. He looks super special. Yeah, he he definitely does. And also playing opposite of Thielen helps him out a lot. Um, but la- I think know, it was would... last week, though. Thielen was out, and he was a monster. That was like one of those like really eye-openers. That was two weeks ago. Thielen did ago, play yeah. last week, I think you're thinking. Two weeks ago when Thielen was on uh, yeah. COVID. But yes. Um, no, I no Jefferson is, is amazing. He's He's been, uh, yeah, I'm, I've been very surprised by him. He's been, he's the best rookie, rookie wide receiver this year, right? Which is insane with the, because of with the. With the class, right? Judy yeah, oh, no, and, he's and like, Lamb. He's like and, a top five uh, wide receiver in the league. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, he's been great. Um, so you like the Vikings there. All right, I like I do. the Bucks. Next one, Tennessee Titans, seven and a half of the Jaguars. There's a lot of sh- not good <laughs> football games this week. Uh, give me the Tennessee Titans. You, uh, yeah, I'm the same way. I, I, you don't know what to make of them. I mean, the way they, they blow out, they blow out the, the one team and then they get blown out and then they, blow, it's just, they're weird. Although all their their losses they seem to turn in like in like a blink of an eye. They had that game. I was I was surprised. I thought they were gonna I thought they were gonna crush the Browns. I thought Derrick Henry was gonna run all over them and he didn't. Well, he was, and then he fumbled, and then it was like and then it was like a switch got flipped. But Jaguars are weirdly feisty. They're close. They're in these games, but I think there's a little bit of that. Hey, 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 slow down. Don't win this. The Jets might do something stupid and and uh maybe they won't zero blitz and we might end up with the number one pick. So I think there's some <laughs> well, we'll get to the Jets in a minute on. as we their opponent <laughs> from last week, the ones that benefited, the Las Vegas Raiders, are getting three points at home versus the Colts. Uh, I think we both like the Colts here. Uh, the Raiders uh do not look good lately. Somehow they won. Well, we know how they won. Um, but they did uh, get that win in New Jersey on Sunday. Have you ever seen anything like that? Never. Never. The immediate the- reaction, the immediate reaction from everybody at the bar was um that you know the Jets are tanking but clearly not. Like clearly that's that's not what this was. If they were tanking, they would have let the Raiders score on the previous possession. You know, that that would have been when they when they let them right. score. This was just the most idiotic coaching move I have ever seen. But 
the highlight doesn't tell the story. The play before, they did the same thing, and Carr just missed him. He, they should have had a touchdown on the play before when they left. I think the I guy remember that. I, I do remember because I was like, I, I thought they weren't going to throw a hail mary on that play. Um, but yeah, but well, it wasn't I mean, a hail mary. They're going to take loose. the shot if the coverage is there. Yeah, <laughs> he was loose behind the defense. It was just that's just insane. Greg Williams is a jerk. He's stupid. He's terrible at idiot. football. Yeah. And I'm glad he and I hope he never gets a job again in the uh, NFL. So did you hear the story like where they were where the, the call went over the headset and zero came through and Gase heard it but couldn't do anything about it? He was said that, he was distracted by yes, by his by his play. He was working on the, the offense to call, even though the game was about to. I just I just I can't. And, and if he made the same if Williams made the same call to play before, like I, I just can't believe that. I just all of that was just un, unbelievable and very, very upsetting because it would have helped us for two reasons. The Jets would have gotten a win and fallen out of the number one pick in the draft. And also the Raiders would have gotten a loss and moved them further out of playoff contention. So uh, either way, we like the Colts in this game. That was a long way to get to it. We like the call. The, and now the Raiders not having Josh Jacobs does hurt them. Uh, they got what Booker. Uh, that used to, I forgot his first name now. He used to play I think Devontae, Booker, Devontae yeah. Booker. Yeah, he's he's just he's a third down back. He's he can't carry even against the Jets. He was not very effective. Um, weird team, the Raiders. You know they could they could play the Chiefs and nobody else. Go figure. Speaking of the New York Jets, getting almost two touchdowns at the Seattle Seahawks, who have not looked very good lately. Um, the Seahawks are weird. Their offense has come back to earth and their defense has gotten better. Um, <laughs> it is but, weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think they have no problem with the Jets. The Jets the points seem like a lot, but they I seem like, like a lot. But the Jets are going cross country after that loss and then firing the defensive coordinator. I, I, I can't see anybody in that locker room sticking up for Gase or giving a damn. I mean, I think this team is there. I think Vegas thinks the the team is going to quit and there's there's just nothing left here. Yeah. Uh Atlanta Falcons favored by two and a half at the Chargers who were just destroyed by the Patriots last week. Um I like the Falcons. I think the Chargers are are toast. I think I mean the Chargers have been toast. They they only have like Right, but I mean wins. I think I think they're they're they've I think they're starting to give up now. Um I think Herbert I, I guess we'll see. Um his numbers look good but uh, he's not really passing the eye test for me. I know I was I was a little uh, <laughs> a, a premature. <laughs> yeah, I was a little premature on him, and I'm probably being premature now. But you he, he kind of looks more Rem- like what I what I thought we were going to see from him. We're all, he seems like a like a Ryan Tannehill type of ceiling. No, I'm with that gun. I mean, I think he's got well. Current Tannehill, Tannehill. has a good arm. Well, I, we're all tired of hearing the stat because everybody's been been parroting it all week. But you know, Belichick does not lose to rookie quarterbacks very often. Right. Yeah, and but, that, and, but that team was one on special, <laughs> but that game was one on, they had two special teams touchdowns. I mean, that game was cam right, had, but didn't Herbert even, did nothing on offense either. Like, I mean, he, you know, yeah, but neither like, did cam. He had a hundred yards passing. I mean, this was like, a, I, I know, I, I, I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, New Orleans saints plus seven, or I'm sorry, getting, uh, giving seven to the Philadelphia Eagles. who are starting Jalen hurts. Part of me likes the Eagles here just because you don't know what you're going to see in the offense and the Saints. Oh, I know what you're going to see. Most likely with no Drew Brees, but I mean, I'm I'm probably sticking with the Saints. You're going to see Jalen Hurts running for his life against the Saints pass rush and um, and losing badly. I I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, The Washington football team who did us a favor by ending the perfect season of the Pittsburgh Steelers team who. That was the worst 11-0. We've seen a lot of the worst teams with good records this year. There was The Bears were the worst 5-1 team ever, and that Steelers team was definitely the worst 11-0 team ever. I'm glad the uh, football team was able to expose them for the imposters that they are. Um, and That defensive uh, They line. go into San Francisco this week, who's actually playing in Arizona. Um, I like the football team here. I do too. Well, is this one we took? Are we nope. going to disagree on this? Because nope, we have the two at the bottom. Okay, there, that's right. So I'm a little um, the football the the Antonio Gibson's out, and that that hurts them a little bit because they the, they had the two playmakers on offense that helped them a lot between Gibson and McLaurin. Um, 
But so I'm more sure of this game than the other ones if you'd like to sub this one for one of the other ones. No, because I took San Francisco last week, and that still hurts. It's my only yep. loss. Yep. All right. The Green Bay Packers are touchdown and a half point favorite, favorites going into Detroit. I think this might be closer than, than the line would indicate, but I, I like the Packers. I'm not going to touch it. Yeah. They're not I know you love it. the Lions, Rob. All right. And they're Patricia uh, Pittsburgh Steelers you know, at Buffalo Bills. You know the Lions have not lost a game since they fired Matt Patricia. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh Steelers getting two and a half going into Buffalo. I like the Bills. I like the Steelers. This is. I hope you're right. This I hope defense, you're right. Just like I was hoping you were right. I hoped you were right about the 49ers last week. The Steelers um, have the defense, and they and I think. Josh Allen played a perfect game last week. He's not going to do two in a row. I the think. Steelers are a much better defensive team than the 49ers. I will definitely say that. Yeah. All right. Then the 49ers right now. Um, the Baltimore Ravens favored by a point and a half at Cleveland. Baltimore destroyed Cleveland earlier this season. But Cleveland is, seems like a team of destiny right now. They're nine and three. Give me the Browns. They are Cleveland. Give me the Ravens. Uh, fair enough. All right, that does it for Pick'em. We're going to go into our second break. When we come back, it will be time for Rob and I's favorite segment of the show, Fantasy Camp. So please stay tuned. And we're back. All right, now is time for our favorite part of the show. Hit it, Rob. Fantasy Camp. All right. So, Rob, why don't you recap what happened last week? In I don't camp? think this is my favorite segment anymore. I have <laughs> I have I have I am the worst fantasy camper that has ever fantasy camped. So last not a good not a good fantasy season for you in, in our in our league or in fantasy camp. Yeah, sure. you destroyed me. You had I have mastered fantasy camp. Yeah. So I had the first pick. I took Parker. You went with. You actually went with Washington, right? Or somebody? I went with Ga- I went with Gasecki in Washington, but then right. midway yeah, yeah. through the when we realized he wasn't playing. Well, I my next Gaskin. pick was Grant and Breida, who also didn't play because we we picked these or we do these on Wednesday night, um, and then you went Bowden, uh, Callaway, and I went Perry. Oh, I'm looking at this week. What am I doing? There we go. Oh, there and we they're go. similar teams. I mean, honestly, <laughs> here we go. So I think I ended up with exactly the same team. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. Why did I let that happen? <laughs> oh, my God. I have the same team. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Can we redo it? <laughs> Let's redo the draft. Oh, that's hysterical. No, you have Ahmed Ahmed this year, this week. Yeah, that's going to make a difference. All and right. Baker instead of. Uh, yeah. So this is going to. So this time. You lead off first. I am going to select Miles Gaskin with my first pick. And then I can I just change it? Can I just go Parker Gasecki right now? And because I accidentally <laughs> we pre-drafted Unfortunately this, not, went, my friend. and I went Parker Grant because I wanted to block you out of the wide receiver, but Grant's not enough of a boost over Gasicki. Although Gasicki's weird. He could also come up with like a one catch one. You know, it could go to all the other tight ends. Very true. Very true. We have seen Gasicki disappear at times this year, but he seems like he's on an uptick right now. So I definitely uh, was thrilled that you did not take him. Um, so I'm going to go with Gasicki. I went Gasicki Bowden after that because I like Bowden looks like he's on the uh, the uptick as well. And then, yep. And then I took Ahmed, if hoping he plays. If not, I'll sub in one of these other backup running backs. And then, and I'm taking Perry because I just feel like for this Chiefs game, they've got some weird plays hit waiting for this one. I'm going to take Antonio Callaway, hoping that he actually does something for once. I think I've taken him almost every week since he's been active. I believe he has one catch. I've so. taken Perry every week, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that is interesting is I'm looking at last week's numbers. Uh, my my kind of throwaway pick last week was 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 Bowden, and he had as many points as your best player. <laughs> he yes, he had four catches for forty one. He had six points, and your your number one pick was Parker, who had six points. Yes, that's that's. A microcosm for how this season of fantasy camp has gone. So that takes me to uh, what is the what is the record, Rob? I've won one week. 
I know, but this is it like third? Am I twelve and one? Well, we didn't play. This is week four. Yeah, twelve. There was a bye, and well, we had no. one week where we so didn't you're play, eleven so. and one because there's we only have. Oh yeah, because there was the, we played the thirteen. To, we played eleven games, right. so and I won one. So you're ten and one. Ten and I'm one. Keep knocking it down. Wow. So yeah, you're nine and one. I mean, we've it's uh, but eight and one's a good record. You should be pretty happy with your seven and one record. <laughs> I was seven and one, I believe, at one point. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm well past that now. Oh, fantastic! All right. So, are you uh, all caught up on the Mandalorian? No, I did not watch the last one. I don't think. Oh, it's a good one, Rob. It's a it's a very very good one. Um, do we? Did you we? Have, did we? You find, have no idea what happens. I'm assuming. No. Do we find out Gopu's middle name? I will not spoil it then. Uh, what about? Uh, do you watch Big Mouth on Netflix? I have watched the first episode. That show is so amazing. I love it. You've only watched one episode, but it's yeah. amazing. Well, I've watched all the other, no one episode of the new season that just dropped. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yes, yes. Uh, I uh, I plowed through it this weekend. Uh, I just finished it last night. It was uh, yeah, it was hysterical. If you guys, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, um, but it's a it's an animated series uh, hosted by or hosted. Uh, written by Nick Kroll and uh, a couple other comedians. There's some some great voice talents on the show. Um, it's just hysterical. I mean, the premise is, is pretty disgusting, but it's, it's hysterical. <laughs> well, the premise is normal. What they do with it is disgusting. <laughs> correct, correct, correct. Um, but I'll never highly recommend it for those that like, uh, you know, that are, you know, that have dark senses of humor and that are not like off put by, uh, you know, uh, you know, toilet humor. It's, yeah. Uh, it's pretty, pretty hilarious. You will definitely laugh out loud quite a bit. So uh, anything, anything else well, on your radars that you've uh, that you've watched recently? So no, I haven't been watching. I, I went and uh, I went and did the the Miles Morales Spider Man game. Um, I played that to to soak up some of my free time, um, and that's quite good. If you, if you, I think they're PS, I think they're PlayStation exclusives. But the last Spider Man game and this one are are fantastic. Did you get a PS Five? I did not. But the game. Okay, so you're playing it on PS4. I'm playing it on four. I was I was waiting to buy any of the new games, but like this one was pretty much made for the four. It's not really any different. So I'm like, all right, I'll do it. And then I just saw that the last Spider-Man game was incredible. Yeah. So. so this is. I mean, it's it's the same game. It's just new story, new guy, and it's it's great. Um, yeah, so I saw that the Jedi Fallen Order game is uh, is very very cheap right now. So I was thinking about getting that. That looked like it was fun. That was good. That was a lot of fun. Um, I might pick I that up. That. It's like twenty dollars now. Yeah, def- it's worth playing. Um, so, cool. do, you, do you not have a PS Five either? I've tried. I've given up for now. I'm just going to wait until they're available get on the PlayStation work? Store. Can't get one through work. I, I know. I work for Walmart.com, and no, I can't. <laughs> and there's like a whole Slack channel at work with uh, with uh, a bunch of guys that uh, this is what we wait for. We know when they're going to drop, but we, it, it does us no good. And you so, still can't, um, that's hysterical. Thanks for no, the, yeah, thanks I, for the heads up on those, by the way. Yeah, there's been, uh, there's been three people, I believe in our Slack channel, which is about like 15 guys in the, in the sports Slack channel that have been going for PS fives. I think three of them have actually gotten one. There you go. I'm, I'm okay waiting. I'm actually, the uh, Cyberpunk 2070, 2077 drops tonight, so when I finish the uh, Spider-Man, that's also was... I mean, I think that thing was designed on the PS3. It's, it's been in development so long. <laughs> so, that's how old it is. Yeah, I'll be happy. Pl- that'll that'll hold me over on the 4 till the 5s are in the store, and I can just pick That's one pretty up. great. I saw a really good meme the other day that was like... It was making fun of uh, Internet Explorer, and it was like an Internet Explorer ad, and it was like, PS3 now available on <laughs> <laughs> It was really funny. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a good one. Uh, anyway... All right. Well, I'm I'm hopeful that the Dolphins pull out a win on Sunday, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, you know, this is definitely a measuring stick game. So, um, hopefully they surprise me, um, and hopefully they don't surprise Rob and, and pull it out like he's predicting. So, go Dolphins! Everybody have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week. Let's go Dolphins! Woo!